brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
Welcome to today's broadcast of Tap into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all of the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I'm your ever so humble host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from historic Roan County, Tennessee. And of course, for those of you who are listening after the fact, whether it's in the archives right here at the BTR platform, or if you're listening wherever you listen to podcasts, or if you're listening on Thursday morning at KYAH 540 AM, Utah's Talk Authority, welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. Special shout out to Kel, the infidel fox, first one in the chat room this evening. So welcome on in. Thanks for being here, Kel. Uh, like I said earlier, over at Chief's show, missed you being in here last night, but glad you're here uh, tonight. Thank you for returning. And now a quick nod to Bigfoot, who has just popped in as well. How are you doing, Bigfoot? Glad to have you here as well. All right, now let's uh, let's get into some subjects, shall we? Uh, before, well, actually, before we jump in, let me give you a heads up on today's scheduled guest. Here at the uh, bottom of the first hour, or Thursday show, if you're listening to KYAH, uh, we will be joined once more by Dr. Michael Busher, who's, of course, professor of finance at Stockton University. And we're going to be talking about why Donald Trump wanted to push for a new fight over Obamacare. Now, he has, since I scheduled this topic, kind of backed down. And it has a lot to do with the fact that Mitch McConnell basically said that in the Senate, the Republicans would not be working on any kind of health care reform, at least not before 2020. Obviously, meaning that the experience of Mr. McConnell uh, tells him it's not good to go into an election when you've got stronger numbers on a issue that for some strange reason a majority of voters still seem to side with Democrats. I think it's a gullibility factor myself. They don't trust Republicans with health care. I think Donald Trump was right when he said that if you'll just follow the lead, Republicans will be considered the party of health care. It is a fight they should have been fighting. Unfortunately, they've already been labeled losers on the topic because they didn't do what they promised they would do. So Donald Trump's kind of backed off from his push because of that, but it's still a relevant topic as to whether or not it was a good time to, to try to push for it and if Donald Trump might have been right. So we'll discuss those topics just the same with Dr. Bustler once he gets on. Now in hour number two or Friday morning show, for those of you at Utah Stock Authority, we will be discussing a brand new book. The Mueller the Mueller Report, the complete and final findings against President Donald J. Trump. Of course, written by Kevin uh, <laughs> Kevin. Bleh. I practiced his name several times before coming on air. Now I'm already blowing it. Uh, Kevin Pricelick. Pricelick, 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 Pricelick. I'm going to screw that up later. I guarantee it when he comes on. But it is Kevin Pricelick. Uh, spoiler uh, right now, it's a satire book, and it is an instant classic uh, right up there with the uh, novelty book, 101 Reasons for Conservatives to Vote for Hillary Clinton. Uh, there's a lot of blank pages. I'll leave it at that. But it'll be fun conversation, I'm sure. Uh, and at any rate, uh, Kevin will join us. At the bottom of the second hour, or 
near the end of Friday morning show if you are listening in Utah. Now, with all that out of the way, another quick peek back in the chat room, and I see that Moving Forward has joined us. Great to have you here, Moving. And now, speaking of Moving, what do you say I do exactly that and start getting some of these stories worked in? Otherwise, I'm just going to sit here and babble, babble, babble. Uh Believe it or not, I just thought of something else I would rather uh, – some housekeeping material I should probably do. But it's going to wait because I've already promised this twice. Here's a headline. DHS Secretary Kristen Nielsen, uh, traffickers using child recycling rings to bring migrants into the U.S. Now, according to Nielsen, on the border crisis, she said, quote, we're now treating this like a massive Cat 5 hurricane disaster. It tells you a lot about the situation, doesn't it? Tell me again how it's not a crisis. The current administration, even those who aren't directly tied to Donald Trump himself, really see this as an emergency because we have encouraged this ridiculous criminal activity as part of the aspect of smuggling these folks in. But let me get to the story. Then I'll add my comment because, first of all, that's what you guys have come to expect. And quite honestly, uh, that lets you listen to the news portion and completely ignore me if that's what you choose. (laughs) All right. So Homeland Security Secretary Kristen Nielsen uh, speaking to Tucker Carlson on Fox News. This past Tuesday night said that human traffickers are using child recycling rings to smuggle migrants into the country, saying, quote, we've broken up so-called child recycling rings, if you can believe it. In the last couple of months, which is where smugglers kidnap a child, they give it to an adult to cross the border, present themselves as a family. Once they get in, because now having backed off from this zero uh, tolerance and 100% containment and no more separation of the child, we're back to catch and release. So by the current policy of the catch and release, sadly enough, they can only hold families for 20 days. They send the child back and bring the child back again with another, quote, Family, another fake family, another adult. Uh, Back to quoting her now. We're working to crack down on all the transnational criminals, the gangs and the smuggling and trafficking. But I cannot be clear, and I don't think the president can be any clearer. He will take every action within his authority to stop this flow. Nielsen also continued saying, quote, in my opinion, right now, this is one of, if not the biggest crisis this country has faced in a decade, truly. I mean the security aspects of this, the humanitarian aspects of this have got to be addressed. Nielsen also noted that most of the migrants crossing the U.S. border are not asylum seekers but are economic migrants. Saying, quote, I mean, I think what you saw also in this clip that you showed, remember she was talking to Tucker Carlson on uh, his Fox show, is many of the people coming are economic migrants. They're not truly seeking asylum. Now, 
We want to help those who are, but many of them have been given magic words to come in and to get a job and take that job away from Americans. So we are looking to increase rates at E-Verify. We've made it easier for employers to comply with it, but we're looking to do everything we can throughout the system to apply penalties where we can. Now, according to former DHS Special Agent Tim Ballard, who just happens to be an expert in fighting sex trafficking, he wrote in February in an op-ed piece that those who oppose President Donald Trump's proposed border wall, quote, have never utilized the wall to rescue sex trafficking victims, and therefore they do not understand its power for good, its power to rescue trafficked children. Now, in contrast to the critics, I worked 12 years as a special agent, undercover operator for Homeland Security Investigations, 10 of which included a tour combating sex trafficking on the southern border. Since that time, I have continued to fight as CEO of the anti-trafficking organization Operation Underground Railroad, or OUR. Furthermore… I have worked closely with the heads of every U.S. agency whose job it is to find and rescue children being trafficked across the southern border. Uh, this, of course, is still Ballard speaking. He also wrote, quote, all together, we are the ones and the only ones who have utilized or are utilizing the border wall to rescue children. We are the experts. We are all agreed that the building, expansion, and strengthening of our border wall has been one of the main – I'm sorry, one of the many effective tools and will continue to be an effective tool in the rescuing of trafficked children. Now, we've talked about this almost ad nauseum at this point. We have talked about this in great detail on this show, about the inhumanitarian actions of allowing our current policies to remain in place. We have talked about – we had a conversation right here last night uh, on Tuesday at 8 p.m. We had a conversation with Gary S. Goldman, radio host in the Boston area, uh, who was kind enough to join me after we had a little miscommunication on which number to call. Thankfully, he checked his uh, office number and called me back. But we had that very conversation. This was one of the topics that we talked about. Is it in fact time for Donald Trump to go ahead and close the southern border to, to get the attention of Mexico? It has to be, but we have to make sure that he continues to fight this fight against the Democrats, against the mainstream media, and against the bottom line here, the interest of the cartels and the human traffickers, because those are the folks that are making money doing this. Those are the folks who are putting these people's lives at risk once they're on the road. They're taking their lives into their own hands. If you were a true humanitarian, you would not want them to do anything. <laughs> I'm checking in the chat room. I'm moving. <laughs> says thinks I need to to help out Annie with her twang. She sounds so Yankee on her show. <laughs> well, 
to be fair, she is a transplant into South Carolina, so it still takes a long time. I, I'm a, a natural born in Tennessee, and so I have been immersed in the country twang. <laughs> it, it takes a little effort, but uh, but you're right, moving. I'll be happy to help her with that if she ever decides she wants some countrified talking uh, coaching. <laughs> Be happy to help her out with that right there. <laughs> anyway, the, back to the topic. We, we really do have to do something to help these people, and it's not offer them up a free ride when they get here. It's not encourage them to cross our border freely. It is not this continued action that the Democrats like because they think it's going to give them a permanent underclass that will continue to vote for them. And it's brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Not what the tree huggers who are listening to the Democrats think that this is the only way to help them because we have an infinite amount of of aid available. We only have a finite amount of resources, boys and girls. Most of us with an above a fifth grade education understand and realize that. And it's not coming from a place of being stingy or not wanting to share. There is no nation that is more generous with its resources than the United States of America. And there are no people around the world that are more generous on an individual level than the members, the citizens of the United States of America. And the reason for that is partially because we have been blessed by God in so many ways as a nation that there's a reason that people on the left, people like Barack Hussein, Alawak Akbar, Obama, can make the case that we've uh, gotten all that we have by by taking advantage of other places around the world. It plays because people who aren't educated enough, the low-information folks that follow people like Barack Obama, that follow people like Hillary Clinton, those people, they want to believe. The low-information people like actually not following but actually AOC, who seems to believe that it uh, was necessary for Republicans to, to amend the Constitution for presidential term limits. Because one of theirs was going to keep getting elected, even though it didn't even start until after that particular president had already died. The amount of intellectual dishonesty is one thing, but the amount of complete and total lack of being informed, being victims of the public school system, being victims of the indoctrination process instead of an education process… It's starting to show with the people who are actually holding office. Some of these people, I honestly believe, simply don't know any better. I am starting to feel bad for some of these people, except for the fact that they're all smug and and all I'm the boss. <laughs> Again, referencing AOC. But we literally now are seeing not just the cottage industry that we have discussed here before back when the separation of children from adults at the border was all the rage for the leftists to point out. But now 
They're literally taking them back. We have never managed to get to this point where we're putting our foot down and stopping this kind of business. And because we're there, children are now being trafficked multiple times across our border in an effort to continue to be used as a prop. This puts those children in danger. This must be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> moving. I was saying, I miss Loki. Tim, have never fully recovered from the loss. <laughs> uh, yeah, you you are absolutely right, Boone. All right, so anyway, the fact that this is an interview that took place, and the information is now readily available, and yet you are still not hearing this being told in any great detail in any mainstream news outlet because they never wanted to admit that these children were being used in this fashion in the first place. They certainly don't want it to become common knowledge out here that this is what's happening, and the kids are being recirculated. Kids are literally being smuggled back to the Mexican side of the border so they can again be used to smuggle adults that, let me reiterate, are not family members back across to the U.S. side of the U.S.-Mexican border. Something does have to be done. And again, I'm not 100% sure that closing the Mexican border is going to solve the real issue because the real issue here is getting the attention of the Mexican government. The Mexican government has to start helping us with this. They, Every step of the way since we started having the issues with the large migrant caravans, since we had – at that point, we were supposed to be getting help from Mexico. Mexico said that they would. Okay, we'll help you. That's fine. They posted soldiers at their southern border with Guatemala for about – all of 15 minutes, they acted like they were going to stop this caravan in its tracks right there. Uh, then they found a little place to tear down uh, some fencing, and they started crossing, and the Mexican military and the Mexican police that were there stood down, watched them go, waved at them, probably offered them a sandwich or two to some of the folks that looked hungry. They made no real effort to back them off or protect their own southern border. And we all know the most ridiculous aspect of that is the fact that if they believed for a second that those people were coming to settle in Mexico, they would have doubled the razor wire on the fencing, and they would have been firing and probably not into the air if they believed they were coming across. Mexico has some of the strictest laws against illegally crossing their border to be in their country, but they've been perfectly okay as long as they have assurances that these people are passing through to come here. We have been promised help from Mexico in stopping this. They made some efforts, but uh, <laughs> Chief, who has joined us, uh, says, close the border, but what about my guacamole? Uh, and holy guacamole, Batman, you're right, Chief. Uh, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out if the stories about millennials being all miffed, if this does happen, is tongue-in-cheek or if they're serious because – with some of these snowflake folks, it's so hard to tell. 
Of course, movement says eat more peanut butter. <laughs> a very good uh, option. But, you know, I like avocados. I, I, I'm not even that big into the guacamole. I like to put uh, gua- uh, just avocados, sliced avocados on the hamburgers and, and some of my sandwich. I, I'm a fan, but you know what? I'm a bigger fan of Law and Order. I And not the TV show, I might add. I am a bigger fan of us securing our border, protecting our citizenry from the criminal aspects of the more violent people like, I don't know, human traffickers, cartel members, uh, gun runners, uh, those who help finance their cartel activities by going to places like Phoenix, Arizona, kidnapping people and then ransoming them back. You know, stuff that's been going on for decades now. But unless you live in the area, you probably have no clue because, again, our mainstream media doesn't want to tell you the truth. <laughs> and I'm just checking the uh, chat room again in case you're wondering what I'm uh, laughing about. And uh, this will be my opportunity to remind you that should you really want to know everything that's going on in our chat room, you should probably – this is just a suggestion – come join us live. You can find me right here at blogtalkradio.com. You can sign up for free, and by doing that, you can establish yourself a handle, and then you can not only just go to whatever show you would like to in almost any kind of topic that you could imagine – but you can also hop in those chat rooms and you can interact. But if you don't want to sign up, that's cool too. You can come in as a guest. You can hang out in the chat rooms. You can see everything that's being said. Uh, the only drawback is you can't interact if you don't sign up. So there you go, and you can sign up for free. And once you've signed up for free, if you hear enough stuff and decide, hey, you know what? I could do that. I could even do it better. Then you're free to start a 30-minute show and not have to pay a single penny. It's all up to you. Uh, now, there is some charge if you decide to do more than that, but you can still do a great show in just 30 minutes, as is evidenced every Wednesday starting at 6 p.m. Eastern by Chief, who's hanging out in the chat room right now, host of Simple Facts of Life. So uh, there you have that. Here's my opportunity to take a bit of a break i will play the edwards notebook then we'll do the songs and stories for soldiers veterans tip of the month and uh at some point shortly thereafter i will be joined by dr michael bustler or at least that's the plan so stay with me i fingers crossed we'll be right back So what's wrong with asking a legitimate question? The United States was founded because people asked legitimate questions. Thus, it is imperative that today Americans be allowed to ask legitimate questions. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, the recent suspension of Judge Jeanine Perrow by Fox Network for asking a legitimate question is befuddling. She, like millions of Americans, including those of us who have read the Quran, wonder if Representative Elon Omar of Minnesota is capable or willing to govern on behalf of American interests. After all, the Quran instructs Islamists to govern to increase Muslim influence, not to promote the interests of non-Muslim liberty-espousing republics. 
I find it ironic that some Iranian women rip their hijabs from their heads in defiance of oppressive Islamic law. Our leftist Congress changed a 181-year-old law to allow Muslim women to wear the hijab. The friendly Muslim Brotherhood has a plan for world domination. And because Judge Pirro expressed concern about an elected official, she was labeled Islamophobic. So does that make CARE and Fox News America-phobic? Because they freaked out after a TV talk show host expressed a bit of concern for our republic? Hmm? I'm Ron Edwards. Sponsored by David E. Garrett Jewelers. Dan Perkins here for your songs and stories for soldiers. Veterans, tip of the day. The VA recently reported that 70% of all veteran suicides are by vets who have never been to the VA. There's a saying, when a person's name is written down, where people can see it, that person will never be forgotten. Many of our veterans, past and present, feel that nobody cares about them. We will be holding the first Songs and Stories for Soldiers Veterans Memorial Tournament. All the proceeds will go to purchase MP3 players for veterans. I know that veterans and their families all over the country will hear this announcement and not be able to play at the golf outing, but want to help. So here's your veterans tip of the day. If you have a family member or a friend that is a veteran, for $100 you can honor them and make sure they will never be forgotten. Go to songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us and sponsor a tea or a green in their name. Keep their memory alive. This has been your veterans tip of the day. In just a short time this year, over 90,000 illegal border crossers have invaded our republic. But yet, many individuals both in and out of government are willing to sacrifice our national sovereignty and safety because they hate President Trump more than they love America. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. In 1997, President Clinton declared a national emergency to protect citizens of Burma. George W. Bush declared a national emergency to protect the citizens of Belarus. In 2006, Barack Hussein Obama declared a national emergency to protect citizens of Burundi in 2015. President Trump declared a national emergency to protect the citizens of the United States in February of 2019. The only emergency declaration that American congressional lawmakers had a problem with is the one that President Trump declared to protect our national sovereignty. Now that speaks volumes of how little the elitist, leftist, and rhinos regard you and I and our republic as a whole. They are part of a huge effort to literally do away with our Christian heritage, our liberties, personal responsibilities, constitution, and rugged individualism, as well as our exceptional nation as a whole. For the sake of our future generations, we cannot allow that to succeed. I'm Ron Edwards. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am back. Thank you very much for staying with us through this very brief break. Quick reminder, I will be guest hosting the Ron Edwards Experience this upcoming Friday. So please listen in then to get a double dose as you can hear me then. And I will still be back here with you guys on Tap Into the Truth. And uh, it is now my pleasure and honor to welcome back to the show once more Dr. Michael Bussler, professor of finance at Stockton University and a man who fights an uphill battle every day trying to teach (laughs) young people some conservative values, at least with finance. Doctor, thank you very much for joining us again. And how are you this evening? 
I'm doing very well, Tim. Thanks for having me, and I'm doing my best to fight that uphill battle. <laughs> I have no doubt at all. Uh, you know, we we have kind of had a little fun with those conversations when you visited in the past, and uh, yeah. you know, we've uh, we're facing a, a real situation here now. Um, obviously, at the time uh, that I had reached out and scheduled. President Trump was still very much looking to try and push a brand new fight over Obamacare. Uh, that's yeah. kind of been pushed to the back burner a little bit, but I think the topic yeah. is still relevant. Uh, in your mind, is this a good fight to be picking right now, and what are some of the ramifications if they had moved forward? Yeah. So the answer depends on if you ask a politician or you ask a business person. If you're asking uh, – Trump as a politician, it's a terrible. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should, too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Time to do it. You just had a big victory with the Mueller report that uh, said there was absolutely no collusion and they're not guilty of any obstruction uh, in spite of what the Democrats have been saying for the last two years. Uh, you're uh, not guilty of that. So let's ride this um, good news and we'll be able to use it and we'll, it'll help us all the way to the election time. So a politician would say this is not a good time to do it. On the other hand, uh, President Trump is not a politician. He's a business person. A business person sees a serious problem, and you confront it as soon as you possibly can. You can't let problems in business fester because they end up hurting your bottom line. So Trump is, is trained as a business person to attack the problems as soon as possible, confront them at least. Uh, well, now that he's cleared, he figures now is a good time to confront this. Uh, so from a business person standpoint, which is what he thought like in the beginning, he said, I'm going to tackle a serious problem. But then his advisors uh, talked to him and said, look, politically, uh, this is probably not the best time to do it. Let me also say one other thing, Tim. What was on the president's mind is you may recall last fall um, a judge in Texas ruled the Affordable Care Act is now unconstitutional. Because Congress in 2017 did away with essentially the individual mandate and the penalty, which 
could be viewed as a tax. But since they did away with that, uh, you can't force someone to buy health insurance. And in his, in the judge's opinion, that the whole law now becomes unconstitutional. That'll go probably to an appellate court, and it could get, it will get probably to the Supreme Court sometime next year. Now, what President Trump was um, at least thinking about was if it got to the Supreme Court next March or April and they issue a decision in June, July that says Obamacare is unconstitutional, then you have a, a extremely difficult situation to deal with right in the middle of a presidential campaign. So I think he was thinking about that a little bit. His advisors have said uh, the appellate, when you appeal decisions, um, you can delay this a little bit, you know, ask for extra time to file an answer, et cetera. And I think they're, uh, politically, they said to him, listen, let's, we'll delay this a little bit so it's, the Supreme Court won't hear it until the fall of 2020, and you won't hear a decision until after the election. And then um, if it turns out, as the president hopes, he wins re-election uh, and increases his majority in the Senate and wins back the House of Representatives – which is what he hopes happens. If that does, then it'll be much easier to try to resolve the, the health care issue than it is now with uh, Democrat control of uh, the House of Representatives. Right. Well, uh, while all of that, of course, does track, it, it still kind of feels to me like political cowardice in so much of just being afraid of accomplishing the goal because – I think the Republicans in mass have kind of forgotten that they kind of got voted in on a wave with the promise of repealing uh, and, of course, replacing Obamacare in the first place. Yeah, I think Trump was actually on to something if they were able to, to finally do that uh, mandate ahead of time, not wait necessarily for the Supreme Court to make that decision, which is still not a guarantee based on some of the statements that current justices have made in regards to it who would end up being swing votes. But yeah. I, I do think that the Republicans would fare much better if they finally followed through with that promise. But again, I'm curious as to your thoughts on that. Yeah, you know, um, remember, as you correctly point out, President Trump um, won election, and he said he's going to repeal and replace Obamacare, and he tackled it uh, early in his presidency. He finally got the majority in the House of Representatives to agree to uh, his plan to repeal and replace. It got to the Senate. We thought we had 50 votes there, and uh, Vice President Pence would uh, cast the tiebreaker. Uh, so we expected to win there, and he'd sign it into law. But as you recall, the Senate vote fell uh, one vote short of passing. And at that point, the president said, look, I, I can't get this through with this Congress. I'm just going to have to start working on something else. He pivoted to the tax cut, and he said there's, there's not much I can do uh, with that. But you are right. Uh, he was elected um, with the uh, promise to repeal and replace, and President Trump, the business person, logic said, you're right, I'm going to attack that now. Um, and his uh, political advisors uh, talked him into waiting on that. And I also agree with you that I feel a little frustrated, too, uh, because we've waited so long. You know, this Affordable Care Act has been in effect now uh, since 2010. That's nearly a decade uh, and it's caused all kinds of problems for all but uh, a few people um, that it really needs to be 
repealed and replaced. And that's why the Republicans uh, elected, voted the way that they they did. So we all feel a little frustrated that, you know, President Trump is uh, typically a president who uh, won't kick the can down the road. He's a president who will confront problems uh, head on. And it is a little frustrating that uh, he's not doing that with health care. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it really does come down to a simple cost-benefit analysis. Uh, like you said, there are yeah. very few people who have really benefited from it. So uh, strictly from the, the point of view of finance, and we know government rarely concerns itself with how much something <laughs> costs because, hey, they can just raise taxes if they need to. Yeah. But exactly. uh, what, what would the overall impact uh, based on uh, projections uh, based on your knowledge here, what would the overall impact be on the economy if we were to able to get rid of Obamacare once and for all and maybe start working towards some legitimate free market solutions? Yeah, um, the effect on the economy um, w- would be fairly significant. Remember, the uh, health care uh, uh, consumes about 17%. Uh, of GDP. So if you could get something that large to be more efficient, operate better, get costs down, improve uh, quality, uh, if you could do all that, it's a big plus to the economy. The real plus, though, is the care that we receive. Um, Under a good plan that they've yet to get the complete details uh, about, but as you mentioned, it would be more of a free market kind of plan. with something like a free market plan, any time you switch from a restricted market to a free market, the results are always lower prices and higher quality. Uh, so that's what we would expect out of the healthcare too. We'd um, be able to hold the line on the prices and improve the quality of, of uh, healthcare. You, you know, the, the whole Obamacare um, helped only six percent of the population. So. Before Obamacare, 85% of Americans had health insurance that they were generally pleased with. They didn't like the price of it, but they were generally pleased with it. Now, about 91% of the population has health insurance. Only about 6% of the population, 20 million people, were helped by Obamacare. Meanwhile, the other 300 million of us who who had uh, health insurance prior to Obamacare are paying higher premiums, uh, higher deductibles, and people I talk to tell me that deductibles are, are literally killing them. Um, and the quality of care is not as good because um, many of these plans they've had to purchase under the new law, they can't see the doctors they've been seeing for um, years, and they may not even be able to go to a hospital that's uh, most convenient to them. So um, I think everybody will agree the current health care system is not working. The Democrats say you can modify what we already have uh, and we can keep it. The Republicans say, no, it's uh, not working even at the core, and the best bet is to scrap it. Let's get together and come up with something that works, uh, that works better. But since the health care is such a huge part of the economy, and since Medicare eats up uh, almost half, uh, between Medicare, Social Security, and uh, Medicaid, that that's 60% of the, the government budget. So if you can get uh, Medicare and Medicaid to operate more efficiently too uh, because of free market is getting costs down, 
uh, it'll be a big plus to the taxpayer on that end. All right. All right. Well, let's pretend for a second that uh, you were in the meetings with Donald Trump and whatever advisor was uh, putting together uh, their big pitch for this. What kind of uh, changes, what type of programs would you advocate for? What do you think would be the best practices that we could move forward for optimum results for the economy and to uh, increase the current quality of health care? You know, I've been pushing some uh, ideas for a number of years. They don't seem to have gotten uh, much traction, um, but um, I'll talk about them in a second. But uh, what President Trump will, will try to do um, is uh, allow insurance companies to compete with each other, regardless of what state that they've registered in, so allow insurance companies to compete along, across state lines. Also, instead of having people um, – pay a lot of money for uh, a health care plan they might not need, let people get a, um, a less inclusive plan, maybe even what we call a catastrophic event plan, it would be relatively uh, in- inexpensive. Now, you couldn't use it for much, but the rest of the money uh, you were spending on uh, health insurance put into a health savings account, and then when you um, are billed for service from a doctor, you'll see actually what something costs you. Um, part of the problem we have now, <clears throat> when a doctor says, uh, listen, you need your appendix out, you know, sometime in the next month or two. Well, we don't really care what it costs. All we say is, what, how much is my deductible? What's my share? Um, and we never really see what the procedure actually costs. If we had these health service accounts where instead of giving the money to an insurance company, you put it in an account and say, you know, it accumulated, you know, then you would say, okay, I need a, a appendix taken out. How much is that? They can give you the price, tell you about the service, and then you might say, well, look, um, let me check around with some other doctors to see uh, if that price is reasonable. And you'd end up shopping for uh, health care services. That alone would push prices down. So the president is trying to get some more free market uh, kind of principles um, where uh, the provider of the service directly charges and the receiver of the service directly pays, and you can see what's, uh, what, what's happening. Now, if you're interested, I've been pushing a plan um, for a number of years. never has gotten any traction, but it seems to make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, and it's simply uh, if Look, the, the problem with uh, health care is it's way priced way too high, and there's not enough services to go around for everybody. They have high prices and a low quantity. Well, when that happens, um, the obvious solution is to increase the supply of the product. In other words, when uh, gasoline was priced at $4 a gallon, how do we bring it down to 250 a gallon? We started pumping a lot more gas and oil. You increased the supply, and the price came down. What happens if we started increasing the supply of doctors and other medical professionals and put some competition into the uh, medical care delivery? That, too, should the increase in supply bring on competition, uh, encourage prices to fall, and also, because of the competition, improve the quality of the um, product. Now, the American Medical Association says you um, uh, reduced, you uh, destroy the uh, quality of doctors because you'd be accepting people that may not be qualified. Um, I don't think that's the case because 
most medical schools are turning away large numbers of students who have prepared for uh, medical school and probably are qualified but won't go because there isn't space. So I think increasing the supply of uh, medical professionals is really the long, doctors and other professionals is really the long-term solution to this. Right. Well, you know, I've thought for some time that if we were to develop a program that made the expense for getting the education necessary for those who wanted to, because that seemed to be one of the biggest impediments, yeah. uh, so that you don't have to go so far in debt to go through. Because it's not like we ask a doctor uh, for a very small portion of their time before they can finally start charging you. They've got to do four years minimum of college, then four years again of medical school, and then there's the res- residency. And the nurses don't exactly yeah. – yeah, then nurses don't exactly have a cheap route to go to get there either. So I, I thought if we could do that, that would in turn probably increase the number of healthcare professionals in and of itself. So I like your idea, but do you think that there is a, a reasonable uh, place for a tort reform in this? Because we've heard that thrown around quite a bit in the discussions, uh, and I know that if you didn't have to carry quite so much in uh, malpractice insurance – that would help a lot with some of the pricing too. Uh, but uh, your thoughts? Uh, you know, uh, tort reform uh, is certainly a big thing, and I agree with you 100%. Before I touch on that, though, uh, you, you, the, before you, you mentioned about the high cost of medical school, and after four years of college and four years of medical school, there are probably hundreds of thousands. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Of dollars in, in, in debt in, in many cases. So what I would say is um, my idea about increasing the supply of doctors doesn't necessarily cover everybody. Well, what happens if you had some students that went through medical school, the government paid completely for them to go through medical school, and in return they had to put in, let's say, four years at a government clinic uh, where they receive a much lower pay, and they work four years in that clinic, and this clinic would be for people that couldn't afford uh, otherwise health care. So there may be a way to kind of increase the coverage and deal with that uh, mounting debt problem um, at the same time. 
Your other point about tort reform is that something else I've been screaming about for years, too. Um, th these lawyers um, have really taken advantage of uh, the criminal justice system, not criminal justice, but with the um, personal injury, uh, and uh, have really made um, a lot of money out of this. <clears throat> um, I did some work years ago uh, for a, a lawyer representing doctors, and every time a doctor made literally a hint of a mistake, uh, there was, uh, and as a result, there was not a, a, a good outcome in treatment, the, the patient hired a lawyer, uh, sued for huge amounts of, of money, um, and I had to determine the economic impact of, of the uh, injury. So I'm f familiar with a lot of these cases. And some of the people I saw, uh, you know, the case that they'd build up doesn't really correspond. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but it didn't seem to correspond to the true injury that, that the person had. Uh, and, of course, uh, lawyers, because, you know, they take a third of what the settlement is, uh, they want to build the number up as, as high as possible. So, and the result of that is, as you again correctly point out, is medical malpractice insurance is extremely expensive. Uh, and that, too, is driving up the cost of uh, health care. So, yes, I agree, tort reform is a big part of this, and it's something that should be addressed. All right. Well, I think that pretty well covers that. Uh, <laughs> is there uh, is there anything else, though, that uh, you feel would be appropriate? And what is your final decision on whether or not this would have been the correct time? Because it sounds like you're leaning towards a yes based on your business experience and the overall benefit. But uh, I suppose the political aspect still has to come in play if we really want to accomplish things, too. So uh, where do you fall on that? Well, um, I would like to see him uh, attack this as soon as possible. It is a very serious problem uh, and needs to be dealt with as, as quickly as we can. The problem is uh, the Democrats in the House will never agree to anything that the president wants. And I think he's, re re he's realized that. He tried on a number of uh, occasions. He wanted um, what amounted to not a whole lot of money to build a, a wall on the border and the Democrats insisted they weren't giving him a penny. Uh, he was uh, willing to uh, negotiate and um, include uh, uh, some provisions for DACA children and uh, other things that the Democrats wanted, but still they wouldn't budge. So I think his advisors probably gave him pretty good advice to say, look, if uh, something can't be done here, um, let's not try to uh, run into a brick wall uh, let, there are other things that are important that we can work on. Let's do all that, and after the 2020 election, we should have better results, and we'll be able to get a, a better health care law put into place. All right, Doctor, any final thoughts you'd like to share? Um, only that uh, this health care uh, is obviously very important to every American. Um, the, one, the only point, the one last point I would like to make is um, I, I tried to examine why the Democrats and the Republicans can't get along and come up with a solution for health care. And the reason is they have the same goals, I believe, for health care, but a different priority. The Republicans have the three goals, and the priorities are highest quality care, most reasonable price, cover as many people as possible. The Democrats have reversed. They want 
cover as many people as possible, watch the cost, and high quality. So because uh, of the difference in the priority of the goals, I think that's what's causing most of the friction between the two parties. They should get together and decide what should the goals be and what should the priority of those, those goals be. If they could agree with that, coming up with a solution would be a little easier. Yeah, I, I certainly couldn't agree with you more. This is definitely one of those issues that should be nonpartisan, and it yeah. should be easy to convince people on either side of the aisle of best practices. But unfortunately, uh, our uh, our politics have gotten so full contact, and, and so it's all about who's winning, who's losing, who's getting the blame, or who's getting the credit – that I'm not sure we're going to have any true bipartisanship anytime soon. But again, Doctor, yeah. please share share with the listeners uh, any websites that you'd like to. If you invite sure. people to follow you on social media, throw that out there as well. Sure. So if you want to, uh, all my columns are easily found in two places. I tweet all of them out at at m b u s l e r. That's at m b u s l e r. And I have a Facebook page, which I'd welcome you to, to follow. Um, it's uh, called Funding Democracy. So facebook.com forward slash funding democracy. Or if you're just on your Facebook page, search Funding Democracy. All my columns in, are there, and I'd be very honored to have anybody follow me. All right. Once again, as always, you've been very generous with your time, and I appreciate it greatly, as do the listeners. Thank you very much, and I certainly hope we get a chance to talk again soon. Thanks for having me, Tim. It's my pleasure, and I look forward to speaking with you again. All right. Thank you very much, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Michael Bussler, professor of finance at Stockton University, and man, I do not envy his job. <laughs> All right. Uh, pop it into the chat room, taking a look. Oh, Annie has joined us. Annie Ubellis, the radio chick, host of Southern Sense Talk Radio. Oh, so happy to see you in here with us uh, again, Annie. Uh, welcome back into the chat room. Uh, along with everybody else, let me give you a quick rundown for those of you who are coming in late. Uh, since this is the Wednesday night show and it does, in fact, get split in half, for the fine folks listening at KYAH 540 AM, Utah Stock Authority, I'll be doing a uh, a reset of the show here at the uh, end of this particular hour anyway. So we'll treat this almost like it's the end of the show. Uh, do a little bit of a roll call, if you will. We've got Bigfoot, who is a blogger extraordinaire. If you're not checking out uh, Bigfoot Place at blogspot.com, then you are missing out. Check it out whenever you get the chance. We have Kel, the Infidel Fox, host of Red Fox Blogger Radio, and Infidels are watching, part of the Global Patriot Network. You can find all three of those broadcasts as Red Fox Bloggers typically on twice a week, and Infidels are watching is typically on once a week on Tuesday nights. Uh, you can check about all three broadcasts right here at Blog Talk Radio if you are so inclined. Uh, great shows on all accounts, and Kel is just a little firebrand, especially when you get her going. Uh, we've got Moving Forward hanging out with us tonight. Always good to have Moving with us. Chief host of Simple Facts of Life, which again you can find right here at BTR. And then, of course, Annie, the radio chick, Ubellis. Uh, we will uh, 
We will continue to fight the good fight when it comes to Obamacare. I do hope that it's found uh, to be unconstitutional, but we've got no guarantees. We literally have two justices right now who are supposed to be on the conservative side who have used the argument that uh, the individual mandate is just a tax, therefore making said tax completely constitutional. So it's hard to say where that's going to fall if it gets to that point, and I do believe it's political cowardice not to take this on, and I do think Donald J. Trump was absolutely 100 percent right when he said that the Republicans would be known as the party of health care if they would just get off their duff and move forward. At the very least, they need to honor the promise that many of them were voted in on, and one of the reasons why the Democrats picked up seats in the House was because they failed to follow through with their promise to end this monstrosity that was never about health care and was always about control, plain and simple. But again, thanks to uh, Dr. Michael Bussler for spending some of his time, sharing some of his expertise, and helping us to delve into this topic once more. Because right now, you don't hear people talking that much about the meat and potatoes of Obamacare and what the effects are and would be. You just hear panic from the left and desperate, quiet sadness from the right because we were promised this would get done. And then, of course, a certain senator from the state of Arizona who's no longer among the living pulled something akin to the Brit Michaels slash Brett the Hitman Hart notorious uh, – I think it was Toronto what happened to him uh, – what's referred to in WWE circles as the screw job, <laughs> and that's basically what happened. Uh, uh, Kel's actually in the chat room right now mentioning that she's very grateful for uh, Paul Sutliff who filled in uh, for last night's uh, Infidels Are Watching show as Kel was not on. Uh, one of the few times you will not find her on her usual Tuesday night location. But uh, yeah, and actually it, it's – it would be so simple. Because there's not that much you would have to do to replace Obamacare with something better. I mean there's really not. We literally could go back to the way we were pre-Obamacare, and it would be better for the overwhelming majority of Americans. Some level of competition forced at least upon the insurance companies is better than nothing. Free market forces when allowed to work are extremely effective, which is why socialists generally tend to not like free markets. But – <laughs> Chief actually makes a pretty good point. He said, meat and potatoes, Obamacare is thin gruel. <laughs> Just demonstrating one more reason why you should probably check out Simple Facts of Life. All right, we've got just a few moments left before the reset, and I'm thinking that I've probably babbled enough for this hour. So let's dig into the archives of some uh, Matt Fitzgibbons. Uh, we'll play a little there, and while you listen until the end of the reset, uh, think about visiting PatriotMusic.com if you don't mind. Uh, I do like Matt ever so much, and he's been so kind to let me use his tunes. He really has been. 
So uh, I do like to send people in his direction uh, whenever I get the chance. And I'd like to remind you, if you have already checked out PatriotMusic.com, then guess what? If it's been a little while, you might want to check again because he's constantly working on new projects, and you never know when he's going to add some new merchandise. You might find something that you just absolutely have to have. Anyway, let's uh, let's play that uh, till the end of the hour. And for those of you in Utah, remember, don't take my word for it. Don't take theirs. Be prepared to put in a little effort and to use your brain uh, if you really want to tap into the truth. Stay with me, the rest of you guys, second hour coming up. And for those of you in Utah, tune in again tomorrow morning, and we'll pick up right where we're leaving off. Dust, feel the sun, fingers twitch just above the gun. Hear the wind cross the plain. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
the truth. Tap into the truth. Tap into the truth. Hello and welcome to today's broadcast of Tap into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing with all of the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I'm your ever so humble host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from historic Rome County, Tennessee. Glad to have you with us, and uh, certainly glad to have a chat room that is still slowly filling up. Newest arrival is Bringing It Boy, who's uh, semi-regular and always good to see uh, Bringing It in here, as well as Moving. Don't show up nearly often enough as far as I'm concerned. And I'd say the same thing about Bigfoot, too. I love having all you guys hanging in here. But the current roll call sets at Bigfoot. Uh, Bringing in boy, Kel, the infidel fox. Moving forward, Simple Facts of Life, a.k.a. The Chief. And Annie, the radio chick, Ubellis, host of Southern Sense Talk Radio. Glad to have all you guys hanging out with me. Thank you very much. Here, coming up at the bottom of this hour... I am scheduled to be joined by Kevin uh, Preslick. Preslick, I, I told you at the top, I'm going to screw this guy's name up. And I know that I'm going to be. I'm pretty sure it's Preslick. <laughs> anyway, Kevin will be joining us to talk about his brand new book that, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, was released on April 1st for no apparent reason. In uh, the title of the book is The Mueller Report, The Complete and final findings against President Donald J. Trump. It's important you pay attention to the word complete findings. Uh, Spoiler alert, this book is satire, and it's mostly blank pages. It's right up there, instant classic, uh, right beside 101 ways, I'm sorry, 101 reasons conservatives should vote for Hillary Clinton. And it's right up there on that same vein. Tremendous, tremendous book. So it should be a fun conversation. Uh, And I think we could all use some fun at this point. Uh, I know I certainly can. So uh, anyway, with that being said, also a quick reminder that I will be guest hosting on the Ron Edwards Experience this Friday. And I have scheduled as a guest Mr. Gregory Wrightstone, which uh, most of you guys hear on a regular basis, but I'm pretty sure that he's never been on uh, on the Reno station. So I'm bringing Gregory on uh, as a guest there so that the fine folks in Nevada and, of course, everyone worldwide listening at AmericaMatters.us will have a chance to hear the riveting tale of – why Apple seems to be concerned that uh, this great app that Gregory has put out in regarding an inconvenient <laughs> matter of truths, uh, why they don't want it in their Apple store. Anyway, that being said, uh, I, I'm looking forward to that conversation, and I'm looking forward to once again having the opportunity to sit behind Uh, the microphone, and uh, spend a little quality time on direct terrestrial radio uh, and uh, enjoying that. And for those of you at KYAH 540 AM, uh, you guys know that I do a broadcast on Friday nights, which is then replayed on Saturday afternoon. So on Saturday, you'll have a chance to get a double dose. 
If you want to listen to both those shows live, you can certainly get a double dose of me then. But the folks at KYAH on Saturdays, you can hear Tap Into the Truth first Saturday afternoon. And then a few hours after that, the Ron Edwards Experience comes on there as well, uh, rebroadcast. So uh, you get to hear me twice. Blah, 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 blah. That's me all about me. That's not what you guys are here for. Let's get started. There is some interesting developments that we're probably still not hearing a lot of, like a recent report that says nearly half of California's sheriff's departments are actually resisting the state's sanctuary cities law. Now, I think this is the kind of story that is important to share. We've kind of touched on this before uh, in the early days when we were talking about certain jurisdictions, whether it's at the county level or some of the cities were passing resolutions that they were not going to comply with the state's efforts to make the entire state of California a sanctuary state. But now the fact that it's right about half of the, the county sheriffs that are resisting this – I think that says a whole lot about the fact that California is not quite as blue as most people would have you say. I think this is a strong statement. Now, I've been telling you guys for a long time, when I look at the numbers of listenerships on a state-by-state basis, California has consistently been in the top five uh, of uh, most listens to this show. So I'm loving the folks out there in uh, in California. I'm loving you guys listening. That's why I will have California guests on on a fairly consistent basis as well. Uh, it's kind of funny sometimes trying to deal with the uh, overlap of the uh, time zones uh, being what they are. Me being all the way out here still barely just inside the eastern time zone and you guys being way out there. I mean there's a three-hour time difference. So for the folks that are wanting to listen live, sometimes it can be challenging. But – uh, fortunately, that's what the archives are for, and I appreciate it very much. But anyway, according to a new study from the Asian Americans Advancing Justice Asian Law Caucus and the University of Oxford Center for Criminology, Border Criminologies, California's implementation of its <clears throat> California Values Act, which is the Sanctuary Cities Law, is not going particularly well. In fact, sheriffs are in roughly half of the state's jurisdictions are actively resisting enforcement of the measure, not just ignoring it, but are actively resisting, meaning that they are going out of their way to contact ICE, to inform them of the very things that the California Values Act tells them that they're not supposed to do. Now, according to Paul uh, Bedard of the Washington Examiner, he says, quote, nearly half of California sheriff departments are protesting the new California law that bars them from helping federal immigration officials find criminal illegal immigrants, according to this new report. Now, what's more, several of the 169 law enforcement agencies in California are challenging former Governor Jerry Brown's bid to hide criminal illegals by letting U.S. immigration and custom officials uh, to seize the wanted prisoners for deportation and not telling the state. 
The report from the University of Oxford Center for Criminology, Border Criminologies, reveals that many law enforcement agencies are doing to get around the law. It tells them what they're doing to get around the law. The report is critical of those moves and calls on the state to crack down on the agencies that help ICE to find and remove criminal illegals. So again, it's important to understand that aspect. The reason they looked at this is because they're trying to figure out how the sheriffs are actively fighting back, and they want to crack down on it. This is a recipe for disaster, though, if the state was to actually try to do this. What do you do in the case of a county sheriff who's actually following the laws of the United States, which whether California likes it or not… And the majority of Californians certainly do, is still part of the United States. Granted, there's a lot of Democratic office holders who aren't particularly happy about that, and there's the whole Cal Exit thing that is still a thing for, I think, like seven people. But uh, <laughs> regardless of that, uh, you know, it's still out there, and these sheriffs are following. U.S. law in regards to immigration, which clearly falls under the purview of the federal government. So what is California going to do to try and crack down on these guys? This could get really messy, and not the kind of messy that I would like to see because I'm afraid some good people are going to end up getting hurt. Anyway, specifically, uh, again, according to Bedard, uh, 68 out of 169 sheriff's departments considered by the study, which is roughly about 40 percent, were not in compliance. Nonetheless, despite nearly half of all sheriff departments not fully complying, the Oxford study still reports that, and I quote, in its first five months from January 2018 to May 2018, the California Values Act's implementation led to a 41% decrease in ICE arrest at local jails compared to the immediately preceding five months from August of 2017 to December of 2017. So even with nearly half of the sheriff's departments actively resisting and contacting ICE, they're still down 41%. That is still a scary number. Now, the study itself concludes uh, – I'm sorry. The study's conclusion took direct aim at the resisting California sheriffs. I mean again, these guys are trying to target the sheriffs that are actually standing up for U.S. immigration laws, which actually means they are also actually standing up for the constituencies that elected them sheriff. The people that live in those communities, the citizens, that's who these folks are working for. They realize that. They don't work for Sacramento. They don't work for the governor or certainly the previous governor. They don't work for the AG of the state. They work for the people of their county, and these guys recognize and understand that permitting – Sanctuary policies endangers their communities, so they're doing the right thing, 
and I hope they'll continue. But again, that's also how you can trust that these numbers are fairly accurate. So I think it's a good thing we're seeing nearly 50% of these sheriffs stand up. But again, taking aim of the sheriffs, the study's conclusions are as follows. The California Values Act is one of the most expansive sanctuary laws in the country. As a result of implementation of this law, there has been a notable drop in law enforcement agencies, assisted immigration and custom enforcement and Customs and Border Protection's arrest in the state, especially when compared to anti-sanctuary states such as Texas. However, there is much work to be done by the state to bring law enforcement agencies into full compliance with SB 54 and to ensure that the law is not undermined through the exploitation of its policy exceptions. At a time when the federal administration has been hostile to immigrant communities and has ramped up immigration arrests, detentions, and deportations, it is imperative that Californians are confident that their local, county, and state government will not work to deport them, their family members, friends, co-workers, and neighbors. Uh, why? Oh, yeah, I forgot. We're not allowed to ask reasonable questions, are we? Why is it that it's imperative that uh, Californians who are not actually Californians, because in order to be a citizen of the state of California, you have to be a citizen of the United States of America. You can be a resident of the state, but you're not a citizen. And if you're not a citizen, you're not a Californian. No matter what word games you want to play, and you know how the left loves to play word games. That's how they win arguments, by controlling the narrative, by changing the meanings of words to suit them. But why would it be imperative for a Californian to be confident that the local county and state governments won't work to deport them? If you're actually a Californian, you're not going to be deported. What about their family members? Well, if you're actually a Californian, then there's a good chance that most of your family probably are too. So you wouldn't be deported either. Friends, coworkers, neighbors, what difference at all would that make? Sure, you're going to miss a friend. Sure, you might like your coworkers. Uh, you might even like your neighbors. But what difference does it really make if they're going to be deported for your well-being? Um, none. Zero, nada. Again, if you know them and you like them, you might feel a little bad, but guess what? I myself, as a citizen of any jurisdiction within this nation, would feel better knowing that if my friends, my neighbor, my coworkers, if it turned out they were illegal, if they were not supposed to be in this country, I'd feel better knowing that law enforcement agencies at any level were actually working to enforce the laws. We're actually following the laws when it comes to an illegal migrant being in my community. Sure, maybe they are just here to make a better life for themselves, but if they broke the law, they broke the law. Sorry, I wouldn't get a free pass. Nobody else should either. It's just that simple. 
It sounds harsh. Now, we can all talk about situations where maybe you can make an exception to certain laws, but I'm sorry. If you're not here legally, if you disrespected my country enough to break its law to get here, then you should face a consequence, and the consequence should be due process as defined. And again, I will also remind you the Constitution has – the Constitution, the Supreme Court has ruled repetitively regardless of the makeup of the court. It has happened multiple times, and there have been multiple variations of who's political leaning which way, blah, 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 whatever the split may be, mostly uh, liberal, mostly conservative. However the split is, they have ruled multiple times that – People who are not citizens of the United States are entitled to exactly as much due process as the controlling administration of the time sees fit, which means if Donald J. Trump says zero due process, well, according to previous rulings, that's okay. If Donald J. Trump says 100 percent due process, treat them just like they were a citizen… Uh, he's probably not going to get reelected. But again, according to precedent, which we know how much the left loves precedent, especially in the Supreme Court, especially if it's something they like, oh, that should be good enough for them. Right? I mean, if Donald Trump were to say all the time, 100%, that'd be the one time they would actually finally agree with him. That would be the one time they'd be saying, oh, yay, settled law. <laughs> Nonetheless, Dan Cardman of the Conservative Center Immigration Studies has a little bit of a different take, stating, and I quote, the practical effects of the California Values Act have been disastrous. Many individuals have been needlessly injured or murdered by aliens released into the street by misguided enforcement organizations in the state. Some of these circumstances involved have been brutal and horrific. Sadly, a number of those slain by illegal aliens released to the streets have been police officers and sheriff's deputies. Some other lucky few officers have escaped with their lives, barely. One of the illegal aliens with a long history of prior drug convictions who was later arrested and tried for the murders profanely declared he didn't effing regret it. Of course, he didn't say effing, <laughs> just so you know. i got to be FCC compliant here, guys. But he declared he didn't effing regret it and went on to threaten the jurors. And if you find me guilty, okay, I'm backing up, guys. So bravo. I hope resisting law enforcement agencies keep on doing it and that more join them. What's the motto on the side of many police cars? Oh, that's right. It's to serve and protect. What better way to do that than to see alien criminals removed from American communities instead of releasing them to offend again? Now, there is presently an unprecedented migrant influx into the U.S. across our southern border. 
President Trump has threatened to fully close the border in order to attempt to to try to slow down the problem. And again, we've heard the leftist folks stand up and say a bunch of how's closing the border going to stop the illegals? That's only where the legal folks come through. It's not going to stop them. Ah, great. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, let me explain it to you. Let me break it down for you. It's not about stopping the illegals. It's about stopping legal transportation, uh, legal transactions of a financial nature. It's about hurting the Mexican government until they recognize and realize the simple fact that they have a role to play in this too. And if they want the U.S. to keep playing nice with them, then they need to start treating these migrants as they approach their borders the same as they would if they thought that these migrants were actually coming to stay in Mexico because they have very strict, very strict, some might even say draconian laws when it comes to enforcing their own borders. And even with migrant caravans, the likes of which we are seeing as of late, if they thought those folks were all coming to stay in Mexico, there would be a harsh, militant response preventing them from crossing from Guatemala into Mexico. Believe that. I have a hard time understanding why more people don't understand the threats. I mean, here, here's some truth for the leftists out there that may have accidentally come across this show, and you're just listening to see what kind of crazy thing this Tim Tap guy is going to say. It comes down very simply. Donald J. Trump, the kicker of puppies and the eater of babies, the most bigoted president in the history of the United States. He is focused on only one kind of illegal. There's only one kind of illegal migrant that he is trying to collect, penalize, and hopefully deport at the end of all of that. And that is the very dangerous, very violent, overt criminal kind. These are people who have not just committed a jaywalking offense. He has basically looked the other way when it comes to the simple fact that we're talking about people that have violated our border, that that makes them criminal. That's why conservatives like myself, also as bigoted as Donald Trump, also kicking puppies and eating babies because we're evil. Uh, that's why we refer to these aliens in our country, these migrants who are not immigrants because immigration is a legal activity. These migrants who are ignoring our border, who are aliens within our republic, these people, we call them illegal because from the instant they cross over our border, they're breaking the law. They don't have a legal status to be here. They are not U.S. citizens, so they have broken the law. But Donald Trump is, has basically turned a blind eye to that aspect. If that's the only crime you've committed, he's not really done much to come after you. 
He's not interested in picking that fight, at least not at this time. For better or for worse, he's not. What he has done is he has looked at the worst of the worst, the violence, the, the murderers, the drug dealers, the kidnappers, the human traffickers, the people who treat other human beings as if they are less than human. Those are the folks he's looked to round up. Those are the folks that these sanctuary laws in California are looking to protect. Unacceptable and ridiculous, quite honestly. All right, let's do the Edwards Notebook, then the Songs and Stories for Soldiers, the Veterans Tip of the Day. And then at some point after that, we'll see if we can't uh, lighten the mood just a little bit. In the meanwhile, uh, stay with me. I certainly hope to be right back. So what's wrong with asking a legitimate question? The United States was founded because people asked legitimate questions. Thus, it is imperative that today Americans be allowed to ask legitimate questions. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, the recent suspension of Judge Jeanine Perro by Fox Network for asking a legitimate question is befuddling. She, like millions of Americans, including those of us who have read the Quran, wonder if Representative Elon Omar of Minnesota is capable or willing to govern on behalf of American interests. After all, the Quran instructs Islamists to govern to increase Muslim influence, not to promote the interests of non-Muslim liberty-espousing republics. I find it ironic that some Iranian women rip their hijabs from their heads in defiance of oppressive Islamic law. Our leftist Congress changed a 181-year-old law to allow Muslim women to wear the hijab. The friendly Muslim Brotherhood has a plan for world domination, and because Judge Pirro expressed concern about an elected official, she was labeled Islamophobic. So does that make CARE and Fox News Americaphobic? Because they freaked out after a TV talk show host expressed a bit of concern for our republic? Hmm? I'm Ron Edwards. Sponsored by David E. Garrett Jewelers. Dan Perkins here for your songs and stories for soldiers. Veterans, tip of the day. The VA recently reported that 70% of all veteran suicides are by vets who have never been to the VA. There's a saying, when a person's name is written down, where people can see it, that person will never be forgotten. Many of our veterans, past and present, feel that nobody cares about them. We will be holding the first Songs and Stories for Soldiers Veterans Memorial Tournament. All the proceeds will go to purchase MP3 players for veterans. I know that veterans and their families all over the country will hear this announcement and not be able to play at the golf outing, but want to help. So here's your veterans tip of the day. If you have a family member or a friend that is a veteran, for $100 you can honor them and make sure they will never be forgotten. Go to songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us and sponsor a tea or a green in their name. Keep their memory alive. This has been your veterans tip of the day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for staying with us through that very brief break. It is now my honor and pleasure to welcome to the show Mr. Kevin Preislick, author of the very interesting new book, The Mueller Report, The Complete 
That's an important word there, complete, and final findings against Donald J. Trump. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, uh, uh, Kevin. Welcome to the show. How are you this evening? I'm good. Thanks, Tim. Uh, you know, it, was, it took a while to write this book. I had to crash it, get it out before everybody else. And uh, <laughs> as you could see, it's, I mean, it's filled with tons and tons and tons of uh, data that, I mean, the whole world is waiting to see, and, and I was able to get it out there first. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Uh, you should be. I, I really didn't think I was going to be able to finish reading it on time. I got an advanced copy and pouring over all the data that you had in here. This really is a complete accounting. I I must commend you on being as thorough and still managing to beat everybody else. In fact, you had to have had some kind of advanced notice about this. There's no way uh, you couldn't have been ahead of the curve. Did you have some kind of spy or something uh, working in the Mueller investigation? Should he have been watching out for you instead of Donald Trump? <laughs> well, my uh, my fiance's sister, believe it or not, is Adam Schiff's maid. And so she actually found the big piles of paper by his toilet. And so uh, she brought them home, and, and that was the Mueller report. So that's uh, that's how I got it. Leaking out of uh, accidentally leaked. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I I wondered uh, quite honestly. It seems appropriate that that's where the Mueller report would actually be found, uh, <laughs> not for reading purposes per se. But yeah, but, uh, <laughs> this is for. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even say it. With All right. Face. But uh, no. but yeah. So. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It, it took, I mean, it, it was a lot of research, a lot of work, and... I didn't have any inside spies. I was just able to, to get the report before anybody else. And, you know, I, I appreciate, you know, Bill Barr said it in, in four pages, and I was able to, you know, make it 262 pages. Now, I know the report's going to be 400 pages, but I figured 262 was enough, and I was able to get all the information in there in, in 262 pages. So I feel confident that everything that uh, you're going to see in the Mueller report, you can see in my Mueller report. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it really does. Uh, it really does hit every major topic, and, and I love that you lay it out from from the beginnings of the campaign. It's just phenomenal. Uh, is there any significance we should be aware of the fact that it kind of hit on uh, April first? Yeah, I mean, two hundred sixty-two pages of, of pure blankness. So, 
I was able <laughs> I was able to get the book out rather quickly. It does have a thousand sixty four words. So uh, that was uh, quite impressive to get that many in there. Um, I think what you'll see is you'll see praise from Mueller in the front of the book, which has all the Democrats talking about how much they love him. And then you have praise from Mueller in the back of the book. It shows how much the same Democrats that loved him in the front now despise him in the back. And then I have the findings, and you know we have chapters, and a lot of the chapters are blank because that's what they found. They found nothing. So you can't write about it. Stuff they didn't find. Absolutely, uh, I've been kind of teasing uh, from the uh, first hour of the show that uh, the book is clearly an instant classic, right up there with uh, the 2016 instant classic, 101 Reasons for a Conservative to Vote for Hillary Clinton. I, I think that it is <laughs> that level of instant classic, and it, it is great. I love the satire. I love the fact that you made this, and this is immediately became my number one go-to gift for the Democrats in my life who still are hoping beyond hope that the Mueller report, once it is released, has so much more than our brief uh, little uh, uh, summary from uh, A.G. Barr. You know, these folks are just hoping against hope. So uh, all kidding aside, what was it that made you decide that this was the route to go and that this particular piece of satire was needed at this moment? Because it, it is phenomenal for lovers of satire. Because I found it completely absurd. When you look at the, the grand old picture of you know people accusing the president of essentially being a Russian spy or a Russian asset of Russia, Russia and colluding with Russia, and then you look at the fact that you know they found no evidence of collusion, and everybody on the, every Metro Maddow was crying. Like, Why are you crying? I mean, this is a good thing. The president of the United States did not commit treason, and you guys are all upset. Like you wanted a president to commit treason. So that in of itself, I found kind of, you know, funny and and bizarre at the same time. So I figured. Why don't we just, you know, put him at ease and, and give him the Mueller report a lot quicker than having to wait 15 days or 20 days or whatever it is? So that my motivation was basically watching these I call psychopaths crying that our president wasn't a traitor, which essentially is itself crazy. They wanted our president, who's been in office for two years, to, you know, be a Russian asset. Like a man, it's, it's worse than a Manchurian can. The whole thing's crazy. Think about it. And so I think yeah. at the end, um, you know, the the one chapter in there that I probably should have spent a little bit more time on was spies abuse, because I think there is probably something there. But other than that, I mean, it's uh, it's a crazy situation that I think somebody had to take and try and make some two years, twenty five million dollars, maybe, you know, try and make it a little bit. You know, funny at the end result that he's not a Russian spy. I think everybody, in, I think everybody knew, and I think people being upset by this is like, in, like, sir, if if you want to get like a great gag gift, you get this book and you give it to like all your diehard I want Trump to be in jail folks, and say, look, I got it early, and they open up and there's literally nothing in it. <laughs> That's what they found. They found nothing. Don't yeah. you feel like as an American, $25.2 million to, to figure out if the president's a Russian is insane? 
So, I mean, that, that's that's where I got. I mean, I was, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I can see the idea why I'm getting a root canal, and I, <laughs> I kept flipping through the channels, right? and all I, I all I kept seeing was Mueller report, Mueller report. I was like, oh, when I get back to my office, I'll give them the Mueller report. I'll do 262 blank pages, and throw in some chapters, and so that's what we did. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, it was a lot of fun actually spending more time trying to scroll through pages <laughs> than to spend actually reading what was on them. And it's still very concise. But uh, I, I was looking at it. I noticed I, I have a link on the show description to Barnes & Noble for folks who want to pick the book. And ordinarily, <laughs> I include a, a, an Amazon link. But it's my understanding you've actually been banned from Amazon. Yeah, it's, it's banned from Amazon. So a- Amazon has come back numerous times. I've been trying to negotiate with them to put the book up. So um, I changed the cover for them. That didn't satisfy them. And then today they got back to me and they said, you know, after being told exactly what the book was in the description, it's tons of blank pages, you know, 1,064 words. They came back and they said, you know, there's a lot of blank pages in here. And I was like, yeah. They go, we can't have more than two blank pages because then people are going to think that our printers aren't working properly. And I just gave up. I was like, forget it. Let's just send people to BNN and, and try and make BNN great again. So that was, <laughs> that was it. I gave, but the, the funny part is there is a Kindle version. For some reason, Amazon doesn't have a problem with a Kindle version of this book being up, which literally has zero pages in it. But they have a problem with the print version. Go figure. Um, but uh, but it's it's you, and they also said something which was really interesting that that the Mueller report there's too many books called the Mueller report. What else can you possibly call it? There's nothing else you could call it. It's what it, it's the Mueller report. What do you what do you want me to call it? And they're like, well, you could change the name of it. And then I look online. I'm like, oh, I get it now. The Washington Post has a book called the Mueller report. So, uh, and then there's one other place that has the Mueller report. I was like, so you got two Mueller reports. Like, you can't have any more? And they're like, well, you know, it's misleading. I was like, it says it's blank. <laughs> it's not misleading. Are you, are you assuming that you can, your customers are all dumb? And I, I think they might give in at some point. Well, I've got my fingers crossed for you on that one, but I could see where the folks at Amazon might take a little heat if somebody thought they were ordering one of the others and got yours and then just blew a gasket. Uh, there could be some wrongful death lawsuits. Who knows? You know, it's as but, bad as Trump derangement syndrome is. But what about the, the gentleman, Michael Knowles, that put out that book last year that sold 300,000 copies of pure blank pages? If you look at the bottom of his description, it says in like really tiny print, lefty lawyers suggested I put, uh, you know, that there's a thousand words in here and they're mostly blank pages. I went above and beyond that. I put in the front, this is a humor book in bold and of mostly blank pages. I mean, I couldn't have been any clearer. So, I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but where I'm coming from is you literally have to be illiterate to not realize that this is a book of blank pages. So well, from the uh, description on uh, Amazon. Yeah. 
uh, again, uh, the folks we're dealing with, <laughs> uh, we're, we're living in an age where you have to put a warning, coffee may be hot on the side of a coffee cup. So, <laughs> at any rate, again, Kevin, uh, again, kudos on the book. I certainly appreciate the humor. Uh, and uh, real quick, please share with everybody where they can find that and your previous work. If you've got a website you want to share, uh, and if you're fo- inviting people to follow you on social media, by all means, feel free to throw that out there as well. Yeah, I'm probably the only author that actually doesn't have social media. Um, you can find my books at uh, bn.com. One is uh, called The Effort List. Uh, all the things you could skip before you die. And then you also have the Mueller report. Um, the effort list is a classic. So uh, you could also get that. Amazon has decided that it's okay to sell that one. And you can find that at, at bookstores uh, nationwide as well. But uh, I suggest you buy the Mueller report for all of your liberal friends that all want him to be in jail right now. So. Yeah, it- it is definitely at the top of the gift-giving list right now for those of us who have people in our lives like that. Thank you very much. appreciate you being on, and uh, I certainly would like an opportunity to speak with you again at some point in the future, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, sir. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Kevin Preislick, uh, author of the brand-new book, The Mueller Report, The Complete and Final Findings against President Donald J. Trump. Uh, And what else can you say? Uh, (laughs) He's got it covered. And I I really did. I was having fun on my uh, lunch break today because I knew what was in the store. Uh, I I had been told by uh, AJ uh, (laughs) well ahead of time. Uh, And uh, so I knew it was going to be just a quick look at it. But I had a lot of fun bragging on my lunch break today about the uh, day job. It's like, hmm, I just finished reading a 200-plus page book. (laughs) That is exactly where it says. (laughs) Uh, Of course, bringing it, boy, uh, in the chat room says maybe uh, should have sold it as a fill-in-the-blank book and (laughs) kill Ed with crayons. (laughs) And you know what? you're free to do that. <laughs> you can personalize your copy. That's a great choice. All right, uh, taking a peek again into the chat room. We got Alaska COG who has joined us. Uh, thanks for being here, COG. Of course, Bigfoot is still here. That's Bigfoot Spot at uh, blogspot.com. Check out his great uh, blogs. Bring it, boy, is hanging with us. Kel the Infidel Fox, host of both Red Fox Blogger Radio and the great show Infidels Are Watching, part of the Global Patriot Network, which you can find right here at the BTR platform. Uh, we got Moving Forward, more affectionately just known as Moving, uh, chief host of Simple Facts of Life, which can be found right here at the BTR platform. Annie, the radio chick you Bellis, host of Southern Sense Talk Radio. And, of course, Vorpalbite has joined us as well. Glad to have you here, too, Vorp. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Bigfoot spot on a blog place. <laughs> did, I, did I get that missed? I got it backwards, didn't I? Sorry, Bigfoot. Uh, Bigfoot's place at blogspot.com. Okay, anyway, I. there we go. Obviously, we're getting close to the end of the show. Uh 
<laughs> the conversation is still continuing. It's Bigfoot's Place dot blogspot dot com. Thank you for giving me the. I need the script every day. You know, and I've said it right uh, the last few times. I'm pretty sure, and then I'm flubbing it up tonight for some reason. Sorry uh, about that, Bigfoot. But yes, one more time for clarity, and please check it out because it, it, it's really much better read than me speaking right here, right now. That's Bigfoot's place. B i g f o o t s p l a c e dot blogspot.com that'll get you where you're going uh, lots of great blogs and uh, really really trust me if you enjoy listening to this show you will greatly enjoy reading Uh, (laughs) I promise you really will Uh, Chief in the tower says AOC tried to read Kevin's book but it had too many big words for her. Now, there actually are a couple of big words, just not very many of them. I, I'm sure she would still uh, – and she'd probably start doodling. Uh, <laughs> maybe she can use that uh, as extra uh, research for her second bill she puts forward. I don't know. <laughs> uh, all you fine chatterers would get a free autograph books, of course. <laughs> Well, you know, it wasn't an autograph, but there was plenty of room for an autograph. Uh, at any rate, I, I did have a lot of fun uh, looking at it, quite honestly, and uh, it reminded me a lot of uh, Doug Giles' book not too long ago. Uh, and you know, it, as uh, Kevin mentioned, uh, Michael Knowles not too long ago released a good one as well that was basically just all blank pages. But with all that being said, uh, I've still got about – 15 minutes or so left, so I do have time to get to another story, and I came across this one today, and I I think it's kind of a fun culture war story, (laughs) fun because it's so utterly ridiculous. 27-year-old man is now announced his official plans to sue his parents for having him without his permission. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Saying, quote, they had me for their joy and their pleasure. Uh, yeah, you know, pretty much just when you thought you've heard it all, along comes something else from someone on the far, far left. So like I said, we've got this 27-year-old man from India who plans to sue his parents with whom he admits to having a good relationship. 
mind you. He's he doesn't have a problem with his parents, but he's still going to sue them because they brought him into the world without his consent. Now, after you're done laughing at the idea, it, it really is happening. Now, the gentleman's name is Raphael Samuel, and he happens to currently reside in New Delhi. And he said that uh, children aren't indebted to their parents and that children should ask their mothers and fathers for an explanation as to why they gave birth to you. Seriously? Yes, seriously. Continue saying, quote, I want to tell all Indian kids that they don't owe their parents anything. I love my parents, and we have a great relationship, but they had me for their joy and their pleasure. He also added, quote, my life has been amazing, but I don't see why I should put another life through the rigmarole of school and finding a career, especially when they didn't ask to exist. Now, uh, Samuel's belief is, of course, part of this idea that promotes the notion that children shouldn't be forced to be born, especially at the expense of the planet. Yes, that's right. It is an offshoot of this notion uh, where uh, people are being told not to have children, and now these women are saying, we're not going to have children because of, I don't know, reasons. How does the leftist mind work? Just when we think we figured it out, we find out there's a whole new level of crazy, and I'm pretty sure that the day that it all starts to make sense is the day that I'm going to need one of those nice little white jackets, you know, the ones with the sleeves that kind of wrap around to the back, and I could probably also use a, a room that's a little different than the ones I'm usually in, and maybe even have some nice soft pillow kind of cushion or, or padding or, you know, something like that uh, along the walls and, and maybe even the floor because, uh, you know, the day it all makes sense is the day that I'm as bat guano crazy as the rest of those leftist lines. But anyway, he continued in his explanation saying, other Indian people must know that it is an option not to have children and to ask your parents for an explanation as to why they gave birth to you. Now, Samuel even went on to compare childbearing to both kidnapping and slavery. So now this is entering the realm of uh, Robert Francis O'Rourke, who thinks that uh, the Electoral College is kind of like slavery, which we talked about yesterday for those of you who missed yesterday's show. Uh, an interesting story, I might add. Kristen Gillibrand, of course, uh, making her statements about the Electoral College and how she's trying to restore fundamental principles. Uh, if you missed it, please check it out in the archives. Uh, that part of the show is actually pretty good. The interview actually was pretty good, I thought, too. Uh, the rest of it was just me babbling, so you get a good dose of that most of the time you listen in. But at any rate, comparing having children to kidnapping and slavery, how do we know what kidnapping is without having the kids so someone else could take them? Uh, that seems circular to me. But anyway, according to uh, 
the report, uh, Samuel runs a Facebook page, which boasts a whopping 800 followers. Ooh, big time. Not that I should crack on that too much. <laughs> but you can find various memes and videos, of course, advocating for allowing the human race to just die off. One photo reads, a good parent puts a child above its wants and needs, but the child itself is a want of the planet. Translation, I'm a big crazy person. Look at me. <laughs> That's basically what this guy's doing. Uh, another calls parents hypocrites and asks, isn't forcing a child into this world and then forcing it to have a career, kidnapping, and slavery uh, no, it's having a child and then teaching it values of self-reliance. These are important lessons, especially for those who believe in, I don't know, karma, which, yeah, I'm thinking this is probably stereotypical of me, but if you're from India, aren't you probably a Hindu? There's like a really good chance of that, right? I, I know Hindus are not the only religion found in India, but I know typically most of the Hindus are rather – well, we'll very politically correct, say, rude to other religious ideologies. Uh, in fact, several are quite violent <laughs> so far as to say. Anyway, no, having a child and forcing it into the world and then forcing it to have a career is neither kidnapping nor is it slavery, uh, unless, of course, that career is staying at home and being a slave. That is actually a career option. It's not a very good one, but it's available. Another posting there reads, quote, the only reason your children are facing problems is because you had them. Okay, well, in a weird kind of way, I guess I can agree to that. I guess. Uh, granted, they wouldn't have problems if they weren't here, but still. Anyway, on this past Monday, Samuel shared a video titled Infertile is Sexy. Samuel shared another video uh, this past Sunday titled Don't Respect Your Parents Unless You Want To. <laughs> uh, so what else is involved here? What else? Um, yeah, other evidence that Samuel here is a crazy person. India, with more than 1.3 billion people, is the second most populated country in the world, not too far behind China. Um, according to uh, the uh, well, according to, to Dr. Bushlin, who's the director of the Center for Science and Environment, uh, he said, quote, the problem lies in the distribution of the carbon footprint in India. For the bottom 50 percent of the population, their carbon footprint is less than half a ton. Meanwhile, the carbon footprint for the top 10 percent is about six tons. The article also featured a uh, 2009 study that reported that a person's carbon legacy for one single child can produce 20 times more greenhouse gas than a person would save by driving a high-mileage car, recycling, and using energy-efficient appliances and light bulbs. 
and it also noted that not having children is the biggest way to reduce a carbon footprint on the earth. So translation, uh, this is a a left-leaning loon who associates with left-leaning noons and an article that then got quotes from yet other left-leaning loons. Did I cover that? I'm not sure if that does the story justice because, again, this is nuts. Uh, First of all, I'm not that familiar with the legal system in India, so I will admit that quickly. But suing your parents for having you seems like it should be thrown out of court wherever you're at. So I'm hoping that's what happened. I'm hoping this is just some kind of crazy publicity stunt, which I would assume is most likely the case because, again, 800 followers – probably looking for some notoriety. And if you're that desperate for notoriety, hey, I'm willing to help share the word. I'm willing to let people know exactly how cray-cray you are, and if they want to follow you and be just as cray-cray, hey. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Three new people join your group instead of joining the Flat Earth folks? Uh, Seven more people join you rather than decide to do volunteer work for the Robert Francis O'Rourke campaign. Yeah, whatever we have to do to make the world a better place for you because it's all about your feelings. And remember, kids, don't respect your parents unless you want to. With a winning pitch like that, how's this guy only got 800? Seriously. <laughs> I mean, seriously, with a winning pitch, how does this guy only have 800 followers? For real. I mean, he's in India. There's a lot of people that could just follow him accidentally. Just there in his home area. Anyway. Uh, No, Kel, I am being facetious. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to have to be it for tonight. Thank you very much for joining us. I certainly appreciate it. And if you're listening at KYAH 540 AM, thank you for joining me as I brought a little East Tennessee flavor to Utah's Talk Authority. Don't forget to listen in again on Saturday afternoon, which is the next time you'll get to hear me. For those of you who are checking me out live here at the home platform, that'll be two hours nonstop uh, with me and you. Friday night. Uh, And also, just FYI, if I can pull this back real quick, I will be joined by Elizabeth Johnston, a.k.a. the Activist Mommy, uh, for the Friday night show. Uh, Working on an extra guest between now and then, but nothing committed. So anyway, for those of you who love the Activist Mom, she'll be here Friday night show or Saturday for you folks in Utah. In the meanwhile… Don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in at least a little bit of effort and, more importantly, to use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. I'm out, guys. Be
control is using both hands. Founders knew the Second Amendment was the final one to keep. To hold our other rights intact so we'd never become sheep. Stalin, Hitler, Mao, Amin, and Pol Pot. Is using both hands Well I prefer the 308 to the tiny 223 Gives me more than a thousand yards to protect my family Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.